0: This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. That's right. Sometimes I forget. When you put the video up there, it starts playing already. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Smoke Out with Shelley, and SJ, the interactive video show where you can be a part of the show. If you are a subscriber on ChannelAttitude.com, I will send you an email each Thursday, I'm sending you the link to come and join us. You can be in the private chat room you can be on just on audio. You can be on video. Whatever you want to do. You want to smoke, drink, pass out. I mean, if you want to sleep through the show and be on video sleeping, I guess that flies too. I mean, there's no specific written rules against that. But, you know, try not to. Try to bring something to the table. I mean, come on. Have some uh, dignity about yourself. I'm, of course, Donor Jesus. She is Shelly Martinez. You can find out more about us on ShellySJSmokeOut.com. It has all the links there. Where you can find us, of course, we're on channelattitude.com. This is episode 48 slash 5. Our 48th episode overall, our 5th, exclusively for channelattitude.com. Shelly's having some technical issues in the background. (laughs) Paranormal activity, two minutes into the show. So that's what you have to come to expect from the show. How are things going, Shelly? What's up in your life?
1: Well, what's funny is um, if I do this, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm wearing <laughs> yellow. I mean, I have a pink sports bra underneath, but like, that's what's going on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> special special effects budget for the show is through the roof.
1: I guess. Um, it's crazy. I am trying to like really take care of my hair because, long story short, um, gosh, 2000. 16 ish, I think, or was it 17, 16 or 17? I can't remember. Um, I wanted to go cause I've had black hair for so, so many years. Like most of my life I've had black hair. My natural hair color is really, really dark Brown. It's not black. So I would put the black on, uh, just cause I like the look and I wanted to go back to my natural look just to kind of soften it up a little bit and have a little bit of a change up. So the process of doing that, um, this is where I'm so dumb. So when they first stripped my hair, it was red. And red is like my sister's color. Yeah. So, and at the time, and this is where I'm dumb. At the time, I was a pretty new couple with Metal Jesus. And I just didn't want hair like look at my sister's. So then I took it upon myself to continue to dye it when I shouldn't have. And then it was this weird strawberry blonde And I hadn't met his parents yet or anything like that. And he went on a trip with them and he sent me pictures of them. They went to Norway because he's part Norwegian. And um, they went there to see their relatives. And um, I saw a picture of his mom and her hair color looks similar to my faux pas hair color. So in the past, I've had weird issues with guys and their moms. So in a panic, I continued to mess with my hair. And it all pretty much started falling out. I had an unintentional mullet. Wow. And I'm a long hair girl. Like the, like how my hair is now, I've pretty much always been like long hair girl. And so I try to do like clip-in extensions or whatever, which was real cute when I was wrestling. Like being afraid that because I was doing wrestling still that they would come out. And so then I ended up having to just chop my hair off and start over. And so I had to cut it to like here, which was it's silly because when I look back at photos of me there, like then, it doesn't even look bad. Like I get it because I'm a long hair girl. It was weird for me, but I just couldn't comprehend and I didn't feel myself when I looked at myself in the mirror. So it was like a real mind death. And now that my hair is back in shape, a couple months ago, my hairstylist. I'm fortunate enough to where he comes to my house because when he, the uh, pandemic happened, that's how I got hooked up with him. And so I just, mm-hmm. it's easier for him to come, you know, I could smoke, I could drink, watch my dog. So um, he was not unable to come because he, it just couldn't get his schedule together because now he's back at the salon. So I asked him, I was like, Hey, what color should I dye my hair? Cause I really need to dye it. What's the color you use? So I went to the store, the beauty supply they didn't quite have it. It got something similar. And then it came out like this, which is like black. And I was like, oh my gosh, all this crap for years. I've done it like it's now black. <sighs> so we've been talking for a while now about he needs to put some kind of um, like hair stripping color thing in my hair to strip the black out. But our schedules just can't match up. So I was like, okay. So in the meantime, I'm gonna just do the most natural thing for my hair. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with henna, but you could put henna. Like, how do people do the henna body work, our yeah. body art? You could do it for your hair too. So I went and did all this research and found this henna. And so I did henna today, and it was supposed to not take the color out black because hello, it's just henna. It doesn't have harsh chemicals and all that. Mm-hmm. But they claim that if your hair was black as mine is, that if you did it to this brown. It would lighten up just a little bit. And I was fine with that. I was like, let's just lighten it up just a little bit just to, like, start getting that process going. Dude, I had to put that stuff and leave it in my hair for two hours. I've had such a headache from that stuff being on my hair. Like, right now, my brain feels like it's going like this. I, like, I try to lay down before the show a little bit. And I literally felt like I was spinning in bed because of, like, how the smell got to me. It's still the same color black as it was, but where my grays are to be, let's see if we look it. This is now this is weird orange. <laughs> oh, So whatever. I can live with it. I could fix it easily. But the thing is my brain feels really affected like it's not even a headache i have right now it's just like my brain is affected and it feels weird so if i pass out or something weird like that while we're on the show (laughs) i'm sorry i've never
0: done a show with someone high on henna hair dye
1: but it's not even a good high it's (laughs) it, it feels like there's something wrong like like it's not right and I'm real sensitive right now to the smells and maybe that's it. I don't know. But you would think that would make me like nauseous, not so much my brain feeling weird and it's natural. So I don't understand why this is happening to me. And I'm real weirded out by it.
0: (laughs) Weed and mushrooms are natural too. And they will fuck you up (laughs)
1: but in a good way (laughs) in a good way. So
0: if there's any pictures of mullet Shelly, you really should post them.
1: I wish I did. Like, I wish I had photos of mullet Shelly because any <laughs> photos of me from that era has me with, like, the clip-ins um, extensions. Yeah. But um, I wish almost, like, before I cut my hair that I did a photo shoot, like, real trash, white trash, even though I'm a brown trash, whatever, trailer park. <laughs> mullet city it was bad and you know it's just hair at the end of the day but where I was in my life at that time like when I screwed it up and it started falling out I already was making up the decision to like not be in wrestling anymore like so there was all that and that kind of goes with like what's going on right now Um, I know we talked about it a little bit a few weeks ago but The reality of what goes on behind the scenes really hit me hard during that time because as I mentioned before, I was watching YouTube videos and discovering information that was really confirming the stuff that I knew that people told me for years that I wasn't remembering correctly or that I was crazy. And so when you have like a community of people that are telling you these things, it messes with your mind. You're like, maybe I am crazy. Am I not remembering things correctly? So to see this like information that I found online of how crazy and gnarly wrestling can be, it was just like, it really effed with me. So on top of me effing up with my hair, I was already mentally effed up because of that. That's when I started to gain some weight from being depressed from all that. So I had this like cocktail of just toxicity in me. And so, it's just crazy. But now when I look back, I'm like, dang it. Why didn't I do a mullet Shelly shoot? <laughs> That's
0: right. And there'll be some viral, some viral photos. That's a good segue to a, a topic. We often discuss I'm trying to spend too much time on it. Cause it never goes well for me discussing the differences between Shelly's looks and my looks and the reactions they get online. First up, we have the poll. Um, Unfortunately, I even posted the picture that I'm going to show you here in a second. My uh, cool channel attitude picture. We started. We first started channel attitude. He was like, "I need some pictures of both of you in like different backgrounds and stuff, so I can have you know like the background and have the right one and all that." Um, and I'll show you in a minute the the, uh, the picture they chose for me. Right now in the poll, as you can see, I was at like 23% or something last week. I've fallen below 17% now. It's final, so I ended up at 16.9%. That is unfortunate. So I lost a little bit of ground there from last year when I think I got about a 21% as far as who was hotter between myself and Shelly. Now, the other one, the other uh, experiment I did is I posted on our Instagram today. If you're watching the video, you can find our Twitter and our Instagram below, and this linked on uh, shellysjsmokeout.com as well. But our Instagram, I posted the picture. Let me bring it up here takes so many clicks. I should be able to bring it up. Come on. Professional broadcaster here. <laughs> anyway, there's our Instagram. We have 323 followers. We get a lot of likes as far as some of the photos. For instance, this one of Shelly is 54 likes. This one of Shelly has 67 likes. See, they have comments. They're basically all the same. Shelly, you're hot. I love you, Shelly. Uh, fire emojis. Things along those lines. This is the picture they chose for Shelly for channel attitude right here has 92 likes. And of course, uh, looking very beautiful. Oh yeah, very nice. Otis0038 said, yummy. A heart emoji, fire emojis, blue hearts. I'm not sure what blue hearts are, but you get the picture. 92 likes. This one has 89 likes. So I posted a picture of myself, my channel attitude picture, which is right here. Very cool. I'm looking awesome. Six (laughs) likes. It has been five hours. That's fine. I get that. But it's six likes. Two of the likes are for myself and Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> likes. You see the interaction we get from 323 followers with the pictures of Shelly. And I have no comments either, by the way. No fire emojis. None of that. You see, it's another example of the differences of the way people react to myself and Shelly online. So go follow us on Twitter and Instagram. As well.
1: You know what's funny about that? Um, you know, I've been trying to be more active on my YouTube channel, my main channel, because I'm trying to get it monetized again. They demonetized me a while back. And um, I'm just all I'm missing right now to be qualified for is a certain amount of hours um that need to be watched. I'm like a little bit more than halfway there. And somebody recently I saw was like well, first of all, I post a video called Failing at Being a Content Creator.
0: I was actually going to bring that up, too, a little bit later in the show. But yeah, that's uh, – a can check so, that out on YouTube.
1: And um, this person was like, well, maybe if you interacted on here in the comments more. I didn't see anything – because, like, I'm not going to argue with people online. I'm done doing that unless it's, like, I feel it or if I'm in that bitchy of a mood. Like, maybe I'm on my period or something. And I'm like, yeah, let's fight. Let's go for it. But typically, I'm just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because much like what you're showing on our show page, uh, Instagram, it's a lot of the same thing. And it's not really, like, it. Like, what am I supposed to say? Put Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, it's. You're it, right.
0: I am hot. You should put those fire emojis. Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like, I don't, I I usually, when somebody does write something that's not just that or more than that, Mm -hmm. I do reply or I'll, I used to always like everything just to be like, okay, yes, I read it. But then it's like, to be honest with you, when you brought up not too long ago on our show saying that, Um, talking about the comments and you're like it probably doesn't help that you know you heart all the comments i thought well maybe that's what it is like maybe because i'm hearting the comments on youtube that's why they keep writing it so maybe if i pick and choose not because i'm thinking this person's post is better than the other it's literally like if all you're gonna write about is that i'm hot or whatever okay and then i thought you know there's youtubers i watch And they're way more successful than I am on YouTube they don't write people back so it's like no dude I'm not gonna let you make me feel like I'm not interacting because I feel I interact a lot with my fans I even used to have a friend rest in peace our friendship we're no longer friends Um, and she had mentioned to me years ago she was like you're just too open with the fans. That's what your problem is. Like you you are too open with them. And so it's like, if that's my reputation with my peers and old coworkers that I am too fan friendly, don't be coming on my channel and telling me that I'm not interacting enough. Like what more do you effing want? Like, you know, and then I thought about it. I was like, a lot of times these negative comments like that, are more to try to get at me and try to just be like wanting to fight with me. So it's just like so freaking lame. I'm so over it, dude. Maybe it's my brain vibrating, but (laughs) talking, but my patience for that's really short these days.
0: See, that's the thing about content creation. For every person who says, you know, you interact too much, you have someone else who says you don't interact enough or you don't interact in the right way or whatever. And they all have the stupid articles, you know, eight ways to grow your... Your follower count or your influencer or, or whatever. And nobody really fucking knows. I mean, it's hit or miss. Same thing on Twitter. I'll see just the dumbest, most inane tweet. And I look down, it has 139,000 likes. And I have no idea why. Or I'll see something I've seen 50 times before and it'll have 100,000 likes. And Twitter, as I mentioned before, is just pounding the shit out of me with the algorithm and with the people who see my tweets it's it's crazy i mean i have 127,000 followers and you would not know it from looking at my numbers and uh, i was gonna mention as i said uh, bring up that content creation um video that you put out because uh, obviously i watch a lot of shelley's videos when they come up my youtube feed and uh by the way we were going to do a video called uh bell to bell some dude who does these videos where he like does the first match of this person's career and then their last match And talks about it and gives, you know, supposed facts or whatnot. So we're going to critique it and see where he was wrong and all that stuff. It was taken down from YouTube uh, by WWE for uh, copyright infringement. So we will not be bringing you that tonight, unfortunately. But back to the failing at content creation video. Um, Made me think of a couple things in my career. Because first of all, I've said to myself either out loud or in my head, I'm failing at this thousands of times. Since I started doing this in 2006, I started recording audio podcasts and got on MySpace and decided, now I'm going to do this Stoner Jesus thing take this character and actually do something with it, whether it's a podcast or, or whatever. So a million times I've thought, you know, I suck at this. I'm failing. I'm getting no traction whatsoever. There were two times in my career when I thought I was on the verge of really having something, really breaking through Whatever. I don't think I've told either one of these stories on the show. Um, as you know, Shelly has a lot more great stories than I do. But I do have a few that are somewhat interesting. I'm hoping two of... These are uh, two of them. 2009, <clears throat> I met this dude on Twitter, much like how Shelly and I met, and I uh, started interacting. Um, his Twitter handle was stoner nation. And we would retweet each other, stuff like that. We had to talking in private messages and it turns out this dude's name was Michael Borne. It's spelled like Jason Bourne, like the Bourne identity. But he pronounced it Bourne, which gives you kind of an idea, an inkling of the kind of douchebag we're dealing with here. <laughs> so, and you can search all this, all this on Google. If you search Michael Bourne, or Bourne, Memphis, Tennessee, all this shit will come up. All the stuff I'm going to describe and talk about. So, we get to talking and it turns out that he has the producer rights for the Cheech and Chong animated movie. And it's not like an original movie. It's basically going to take their, and it kind of came out a few years ago. They finally got it done. Somebody else got it done. But it's basically their old comedy bits and albums, and they animate what's going on and put it into a movie. So his idea was he's going to produce this movie and make it. And on the publicity and on the back of this movie, he's going to create this website called stonernation.com. And it's going to be like a 2009 with they had websites, you know, the, the message boards and, you know, the blogs. I wrote a ton of blogs about news and cannabis culture and all that shit. So I started doing the blog and stuff for stonernation.com. Now, I will admit and I have to admit that there are red flags about this dude. Um, back then, if I Googled his name, some of the stuff that came up was not cool. Uh, Shelly, do you remember the r b singer Genuine? Oh, yeah. So Genuine. Before I even started working for this dude, sued Michael for like a million dollars because he signed Genuine to a record label that did not exist, apparently. So Genuine was taking him to court. So I knew this. And he had all these answers for all this shit. Y'all, This went wrong. It was paperwork and blah, blah, blah. But this dude was paying me $3,000 a month. And in 2009, that was fucking amazing money for sitting on my ass and smoking weed and writing articles. So... I justified, you know, going forward, all, you know, he was, you know, genuine a fucking idiot. Fuck him. This dude's the one paying me $3,000 a month. So I'm going with this. So I thought that, you know, Star Nation thing was going to be huge and I was going to be huge because of it. And there was more and more red flags along the way. This wasn't getting done. This wasn't doing anything. He had this complaint about whatever. He couldn't give me my money because of this reason. Whatever. Motherfucker still owes me $3,000, but that's besides the point. If you Google his name, which I did a couple years later to see what the fuck happened to this dude, because he disappeared from my radar, he disappeared off Twitter, everything, email, nothing. So if you search his name. I haven't done it in a few years. It's um, a lot of indictments for fraud and things of that nature. Um, he got evicted from his $4 million house. There's actually a picture on Google of all of his furniture. Sitting in front of his $4 million house with the caption, you know, Michael Borne, evicted from his home. He's indicted for such and such. Um, he owed this clothing store like $120,000 for clothes and watches and all kinds of shit, I guess, he used to, like, keep up appearances for his lifestyle. Basically, he was a high-level con man. He owes me money. He owes other people money that I hooked him up with on Twitter. Because I thought, oh, this is going to be cool. It's Nation. We need more writers. We need this, you know, we'll do some funny shit, whatever. And it all went to shit and came to nothing. But uh, I don't know if he's... I have, the story's dried up, so I don't know if this dude's, like, in jail or what happened to him. What I gather is he lost what was left of his money or his credit or whatever he lived on and got by on IOUs, however the fuck he did what he did. But um, they did end up making, like I said, this Cheech and Chong A man movie. I don't know how big it was, but nothing came of the Stoner Nation.com thing, which sucked, and that was 13 years ago. That was my first time when I was like, man, this is it. I think I'm cool. And everybody else is going to think I'm cool. They're going to know me. I'm going to be famous. I'm making money. It's awesome. I'm buying all this weed. I'm buying cell phones. I'm like a fucking new drug dealer. I got all this cash. I'm buying all this shit. And it absolutely came to nothing. The second one, when I thought, hey, man, this is it. And sadly, this was nine years ago, so I haven't had another one of these instances since then. Except for now, and this show was going to blow up. I'm going to be super famous and super rich, and it's going to be awesome. People are going to stop me on the street and be like, look, I don't have time for your bullshit. I'm too big for you. I have money. I have fame. I don't need to fucking talk to you. Don't touch me. Back off. Anyway, I was doing this show. I looked up this dude on Twitter again. Um, I, I don't know if it's still around or not. It was called Kentucky Weed Radio. And it was a lot of stoner music, reggae music, you know, skits, comedy skits, what the fuck ever. So this guy says, you know, he has a lot of listeners. And the numbers he showed me, it looked like a lot. But, I mean, you can create that shit. I don't believe anything I see on the internet anymore. I mean, I've seen, you know, Facebook messages between Satan and Hitler. I mean, people can do whatever the fuck they want on the internet and put it out there. And um, so anyway, I started doing my show on his channel. And he says, and again, you can't believe anything, but he's sending me, he's showing me these emails from people with SiriusXM. Supposedly, what's going to happen? He reaches a certain level of listenership. Our channel is going to become an online channel, not a radio channel, but an online channel on SiriusXM. So it's going to be the only weed channel on there, blah, blah, blah. So it was the second time I thought, hey, this is it, man. This is it. Stoner Jesus Right to the top, to the moon. I fucking made it. I'm going to be on Sirius XM. Of course, I'm not on Sirius XM. So nothing came of that as well. What happened to that dude? I don't fucking know. He disappeared also, and nothing came of it. And here I languish many, many years later. Stoner Jesus getting crushed in polls and likes on Instagram. Shelly Martinez but hey we're on channelattitude.com now and this like I said this is the beginning of me really becoming an asshole who looks down on people and has no time for the little person anymore so that's what I'm hoping but that's what reminded me of your video got me thinking of those times when the few times when I really thought hey this is going to be a success versus the thousand times I thought to myself this sucks all of this sucks I don't want to do this anymore i keep doing this. And I've done my show, Stoner Jesus Show, thousands of episodes. Because I was doing like four shows a week, three hours a day for this Kentucky Week Radio. So I have thousands of episodes, thousands of hours of broadcasting over the last 16 years. And it's so many setbacks, but I still persist. And I'm not sure why. Other than the fact that I don't know much else. I don't have many other talents to fall back on. <laughs> so this is it. If this show don't work, I'm fucked. I'm completely fucked. So come on. Please subscribe. Jeff, if you're editing this video, put this in, the edit. Begging people, I'll send you feet pictures. I'll send you pictures of my tits. I don't care. I'll I'll humiliate you. I'll send me pictures of you. I'll roast you. I don't give a shit. Just subscribe. Thank you.
1: I get it. Um What's interesting is a lot of the comments, I haven't gotten to reply to some of them yet, because I figured I'd probably just do another video. Why? Because I'm trying to get that channel monetized, so I need those people to watch those videos. (laughs) So, it's probably what I'm going to end up doing. A spoiler alert. But there was a lot of people that were like, oh, don't worry, you're not failing. And I appreciate that, but it's like How can I say this? Like, I know the name of the, the title of the video was failing as a content creator, but I didn't mean it so literal. Like these people thought like I was being like down on myself. Mm -hmm. I'm at the point now where it just is what it is. What am I supposed to do? Like I'm trying, I screwed up. That was the main thing about the video is I screwed up because I tried things the way other people were doing it when I should have stuck with how it was already working for me. Um, For those of you that haven't watched it, long story short, I used to have OnlyFans back before OnlyFans was more mainstream, whatever, and I felt like I was really spreading, like, it was only $10 a month, $9.99, and I didn't, I felt I was doing so much work, and monetarily I just wasn't getting it, and so there was a YouTuber that I followed, and that's when YouTube became very sensory, and um she kept talking about patreon and making money on patreon so i was like what's this patreon so i went and checked it out and i saw you could do different levels of memberships which most of us all know but at that time it was kind of new like a new concept and i was like awesome like i should do this so i left only fans because i got about 80 percent of my only fans to actually sign up for my patreon so that was a good transition in my opinion um I didn't feel like I was, I was doing the same amount of work, but now monetarily I was finally getting, it was worth it. It was worth the work I was doing because at the time I was also doing my Martinez girls and wake and bake podcast on there. And for a good while I was doing shows almost every weekday. Like I would record it in the morning, edit it all day and then put it up. And there's a lot of editing that went on it because I love radio. I love talk radio. And so, of course, being a fan of all that, I had to put my gags in there, the different sound effects and the little getting that joke there that when we we're recording it, I couldn't really do because I didn't have a soundboard or anything like that. So or maybe while I was editing it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it'd sound really funny if I put Michael Scott saying that's what she said or something like that, you know, things like that. And so it was a lot of work, but again, it was really worth it. My community I built on there was really awesome. Um, The fact that I haven't shot topless or nude in like over 10 years, it was really awesome because nobody was like really trying to like get on me about that. Like, Oh, how come you don't like how I still deal with to this day, you know, Oh, I don't see enough. Okay. Well, dude, (laughs) for over 10 years, I haven't shot that kind of content. And (laughs) If you're not in the higher tier, I mean, I shoot in pasties a lot over there. So, like, if that's not good enough for you, I don't know what to tell you. So, um, but at that time, that community just knew what I was about. They loved what I was about. And it was awesome. And then I remember there was times Danielle and I, we would go to Patreon meetups. And it was so cool because the people who were behind creating the platform, the, like, the people making it behind the scenes happen I was sitting there talking with and like they'd have it at like bars and stuff and like just like get a private area so it was just the Patreon people and so it was really cool because you know having drinks they always had really good cheese and crackers and like it was awesome like and then sitting there talking like these high up that's like going like if YouTube did that and it's like the people behind YouTube and you were like sitting there shooting off ideas or hearing what's gonna happen. Or when I remember there's a couple things I brought up that I wished the platform had and they would actually work on it. Like they were taking feedback. It was so cool. Like I was excited. I was like, yes, I wanna be a part of this. Like already I'm making good money, but like my voice is being heard over here and like they care. And over time They just went corporate. The last one I went to, the last, like, and it wasn't even a meetup. It was an event they had. They had freaking Gabby Hanna being the singer. (laughs) And so it was just like, (sighs) come on. Come on. But what made me stick it out is there's this radio personality I used to listen to. Um, in LA. And then when he got fired, he went to Patreon. And to this day, he puts out his show Monday through Friday, uh, Ralph Garman, shout out to Ralph Garman. It's called the Ralph Report. Um, he has, because he does on his Patreon shows how many people are like how many patrons he has. And his page isn't even that expensive. I think it starts at like $5 and goes up to 20. And I've done the math and I was like, I know there's people that are in the like 10 and $20 tier, who knows how many, but I just did the math. Well, let's just assume they're all $5 people. Homeboy's making like over 20 grand a month. So I figured if this
0: dude,
1: this dude can do it. And I know that he had an audience. Don't get me wrong from being on a channel called K-Rock here in LA. I knew he had a good audience already. So I... I wasn't expecting to be making Ralph Garman money, but it inspired me that a guy that is just a dude, but puts out that content to not stop because I had my content, I had my vibe, whatever. But then that when I went to when I went to that event. I was so rubbed wrong. And then shortly after, that's when I started getting messages saying, like, we're changing this. We're changing that. And when I try to post things, I get these, like, warnings. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to be, like, YouTube now. So, like, an idiot, I got pissed off. And I was like, dude. And then by that time, OnlyFans, it still wasn't what it is right now. But, like, it was going towards that direction. So I was like, I should just go back to OnlyFans. And the transition from my community about Patreon did not translate to uh, OnlyFans the way it did before when I went from OnlyFans to Patreon. Then I just kept getting like dick pics, the way guys would talk to me. And so i bitch about it in my live streams. And some of my old school Patreon members would say, well, that's kind of more what OnlyFans is. Like that's more the vibe it is. And that's probably why you're getting this. So then that made me feel like, you know what? Let me just do both then. I'll double post. I don't care if it's more work. I'll double post. So I do that to this day. But both pages don't make the same money that they did before. And that's why I was saying. like, I called it failed content creator. But it was more like. That was just like for a good title, but it's like, I feel, and there are days I feel like a failure with it and I get really frustrated and I get jealous straight up because I'll see girls that were in WWE or in TNA, especially if they leave WWE and they open up with OnlyFans. Um, I know they're killing it. And it's like, I just tweeted about this the other day. If after I got fired, OnlyFans and Patreon were around, my life would be different, but there was only MySpace and there was no paying subscription for MySpace. So it it makes me jealous that I've worked so hard for so long. And then going back to what you're saying, like the tips that are out there. And then Patreon's always like, here's t- five tips to be a better. And it's like, one of them was like, oh, post at least twice a month. I'm like, twice a month? <laughs> Monday through Friday, almost every single day, sometimes multiple things on the same day. So it's like, what, since I released that video, I have gotten back a couple of my old Patreon members. So I am grateful for that, for sure. Shout out to you if you're a Patreon member, like no offense to my OnlyFans, I love you guys too, but I just work so hard at building that community that I'm so mad at myself and the days that I get frustrated where I'm like, what else am I going to do? Like, I don't wrestle anymore. I'm not going to go back to wrestling. So what else am I going to do? And I, I'm over the whole auditioning and doing all that BS because at the end of the day, there's politics and all that too. And I'm just over it. And to be honest with you, like there was a time, um, 2010-ish, I had ShellyMartinez.com, I had a paid subscription on there, Uh, it did okay, at one point it did really well, but it did okay, but like, I was like, I didn't want anything to do with wrestling at that time, so I tried to get a job job, like a real job, but my resume was like, at that point, for like 10 years, I was a professional wrestler, so what the hell do I put? Yeah, I was a secretary when I was like 20 years old. But <laughs> like, I've been like wrestling, so I couldn't even get a job being a hostess. Like it was like terrible. I would take the most lamest jobs. Like I remember one time Danielle and I um I don't know if I mentioned this before on our show before we're on channel attitude, but I answered this thing was like, oh, $150 for a couple hours. Um for passing out flyers and I showed up and it was this whole propaganda thing about being against the Better Business Bureau. And they're like, okay, we're going to march to city hall in downtown LA and you have to chant BBB is not for me. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, what am I doing? I thought I was just passing out flyers for 150. And so I just, I was like, dude. And then the worst part is, is one of the things that was in there, I wish I saved it, the papers, is it was against WWE and something about, something they had done. And that was an example about how the Better Business Bureau was like crap and like, that's why we're picketing them, I guess, or whatever. (laughs) And so on top of it, I felt like a complete loser because I was like, these are the people who fired me. I can't escape them. And I'm over here chanting BBB is not for me. And here they are right there in the paper. It's talking about WWE. I was like, oh, my God. And then there was a time where they, like, excused us, and we had to go around and pass the flyers out. I remember there was this homeless lady, and she was like, hey, do you got, like, five bucks, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. And I was so broke. And she was like, well, have fun at your party, thinking I was passing out flyers for a party. And I was like, it's not a party. And I went around the corner with Danielle, and I cried. I was like, I was I live in, in WrestleMania, WrestleMania, and now this is what I'm doing. Like, where did I go wrong? It was so terrible. So then we go to the spot where we get paid. Do they only paid us 50 bucks. So I was just like, oh, my God. So when I say I've been through it, I really have. Yeah. And I've really tried hard. And so with the content creating, there's a lot of times I feel like there was, like, misses and hits but I feel like after me messing like cock blocking myself with this whole, like creating stuff, there's a lot of times in the last like year or so I've gotten very depressed over it. And I'm just like, what else am I supposed to do? Or like, you know, seeing people thriving on YouTube, which is great. Like I'm not hating, but when you sit back and go, well, what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? And the big, um, common denominator, I guess, was these people got way more time in the business, like as far as on TV went. And that's what the difference is, is that they were on television and then ended up quitting or getting fired from WWE at a time where social media and platforms are what they are today. And that just wasn't the case for me. And I think that's where April Hunter and I, we really bonded on that. We've been doing this for a really long time and it gets tiring. It gets annoying. And sometimes it's just like, like you said, why am I doing this? Like, why, why? Like I might as well just not do it. I don't know about you, but for me, the thought of what if I stop doing it and then that's when I miss my opportunity. So I'm just going to stick it out.
0: Absolutely. The thing about the big content creators, you would think, Hey, they have, they probably have some good advice. They have some some things they can tell you, but none of those people can help anybody else duplicate what they did. If they could, if they did it over again, they might not do it themselves because it's so many variables go into it that, you know, there's no, a lot of times there's no rhyme or reason to it. <clears throat> but like you said, a lot of the the common denominator is either in, when it comes to wrestling more time on TV or in the world of podcasting, if you're like a stand-up comedian that has a big following, you know, you can bring them to your podcast or you have a, a big radio following or something like that. Um when I started on the internet, I had no following of any kind whatsoever. My entire thing has been built on the internet, <clears throat> which is good in some ways and bad in some ways, but um Yeah. Don't, don't fucking read those articles that say, you know, five ways to increase your following or believe that someone who has 18 million YouTube viewers or subscribers can tell you how to get 18 million because they can't, they have no idea. They're fumbling their way through it like the rest of us because you know, all this shit's relatively new when it comes to human beings and technology and all that.
1: What annoys me is when I see people with these huge followings and especially on YouTube and their last video they uploaded was like six months ago. It's like, how the hell do you do it? Because, and if you look at my channel, you'll see there's times you'll know when I'm trying because they will be like on top of it, video after video after video. And then there's like a long space of nothing because that's when I'm like, I'm done. I'm over it. Like. I don't know what else to do. I give up temporarily. And then I always come back. Because at the end of the day. Even though. I guess like my video. I fail at all this stuff. It's what I do. It's my passion. It's what. Even though it gives me a headache. I enjoy it. It's just who I am. It's not because I do it because. Oh I want like. To be all super famous. It was even with my wrestling career. It was never about being so famous and like being this fame. It's like, this is my passion. Like, of course, I want to be successful at it. Duh. And I guess I want people to watch my videos and watch my content and all this. Like, I'm not saying I don't care, but the reason why it affects me so much when I'm not getting the views or whatever is because. I put so much in. You and I both do our own thing. We don't hire people to do it for us. We sit there, take the time, and do it. And so it's like, it's to me, it feels, no offense to people that hire people or whatever, but duh, it's more personal because mm. I'm shooting it. I'm editing it. I'm promoting it. Like I'm not asking anyone for help. Because A, I can't afford it and B, no one's going to do what my vision. Like if I say, oh, here, YouTube manager, here's all my videos, edit them. I don't like that because you're not going to tell the story the way I want the story told because you're not me. You're going to put it the way you think it should be and maybe it's fine, but no, that's not what I'm trying to do here. And that's part of um, the gratification I get out of making my content is I have an idea, I make it happen, there it is, and it's just like, and then the worst thing is, is I really started seeing what's up when people I've known in wrestling, whether they were my friends or I was really cool with them, and I just asked them for advice or like, hey, what do you think, whatever, Crickets nothing and it's like i'm not even even you to like do something for me it's just that you're doing well i'm not so i'm just asking for your opinion or thought to like whatever it's just so weird it's just weird it's it stresses me out it makes my brain vibrate even more
0: (laughs) Yeah, you mentioned earlier, like the jealousy uh, factor that comes in. I've been to deal with that lot, a lot, especially when I was younger. Nowadays, I'm I'm so worn out and I lack the energy that I'm better able to pick and choose what I devote my energy to. And being jealous of people I don't know on the internet is not something that deserves my energy. <clears throat> and it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel like a shitty person. Um, but you can but notice, you know, the success of people... Who and it's you know all art and, and content creation is subjective, but when you watch them, you think to yourself, "What the fuck are people watching? Where are they tuning in for? What's going on?" I don't understand. But they're in a such like a niche like place now that you know everybody. If you find your audience, then that's that's definitely one of the keys. Do
1: you know who Nick Acado Avocado is?
0: No. <laughs> Should I?
1: Yes. Not in the fact of like, he's so great, but that's a prime example. Um, Long story short, the only reason why I came across this fellow before is because I used to have beef with this real famous YouTuber and um, to make myself feel better. Maybe this makes me seem petty, but it is what it is. Um, quite a few years ago to make myself feel better. I would search this person's name and be like, I hate this person. And I put the girl's name there because here's the thing. I wanted to see if I was the only one that had these feelings towards this girl. Mm-hmm. And that's how I discovered a lot of people that. Oh, no, is this light? Not. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, not green. <laughs> but um, it might shut off again. I thought it was charged. But anyways, um, I'm glad I did it, even though I felt really dumb when I used to do it. Like, why, like you're saying, like, why am I spending my time like this? Like, that's stupid. But I ended up finding, like, some good, um, I I vibed with different other content creators and, like, the girl who introduced me to Patreon. I would have never known about her content, therefore learning about Patreon had I not looked up. I hate insert this YouTuber's name. And she had beef with that girl too. in a very similar story. So it did make, that's what I'm saying. I, it made me feel better. Not because I wanted to be like, oh, I hate this girl. It was more like, has she done people dirty like she did to meet anyone else? Or is it just like an isolated thing? So I was kind of looking for closure to be honest with you with it. And that's how I came up with this Nikocado avocado guy. And he had this huge beef with this girl. And um, I was like on his side about it. I felt sorry for him. So I continue to follow him. Boy, is he someone completely different now. Now he gets so many views on YouTube. And long story short, he used to have a whole channel about being vegan. And he was like more of a healthy weight then. And then he decided not to be vegan anymore. He still was more of a healthy weight. But then he really got into the mukbangs, mukbangs, whatever. The dude, I want to say, is in his 20s, maybe, still. Maybe. No, I think he's in his late 20s. He has to have one of those masks on him now to breathe because he's so overweight. And he's so much trouble online. Now I do understand that a lot of these people who want to be like the villains of YouTube, um, that they, it's a lot of times a character and they are amping it up for views. I totally understand that, but this guy is so toxic and no offense, gross. Like if you look him up on YouTube and just look at his thumbnails, But people are watching and he's doing this and he continues to make these videos and continues to be toxic because people are watching. And he, in my head, I'm thinking he probably saw people wanted to watch this wreck. So he continues to be a wreck because he knows that's what's going to get him these views. And now he's going to be one of these people that's going to die early because he's so unhealthy now. (sighs) Look at him.
0: 3.2 million subscribers.
1: And he has only fans now. And so he makes money off of the OnlyFans that apparently he does really well at as well.
0: Fire Noodle Challenge with Trailer Trash Tammy. <clears throat> Three million views. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. Extreme hot Cheetos Fire Noodles with Hungry Fat Chick. She'll only be a name. So he just eats now?
1: See, like that one right there where it says to go up a little like the 2017. That's how he used to look. And then the one right behind him, that's how he looks now. Wow. There's that breathing thing.
0: That's crazy.
1: And he has a, like I said, he has a OnlyFans where he does nude. He prides himself on showing his butthole and everything. I unfollowed him when all that started going. Like, I followed him on um, Twitter. And then I unfollowed him after he started being all gross about, like, I mean, whatever. If you want to look at people's buttholes, that's fine. But <laughs> I don't know. To each their own.
0: So basically, his, he's. I guess he's trying to gain weight. He keeps saying, celebrating his milestones, is 400 pounds.
1: And then he wears a shirt that says, it's all water weight. <laughs> and he wears another shirt. It's like, I identify with being skinny.
0: So like this right here, this McDonald's thing, does he eat all that food? Yes. In his video? Yeah. Christ.
1: And there's like other people that do these kinds of videos and they aren't putting their health at risk because what I understand, they prepare for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like they don't, it's not like every night they're doing it and eating all this food. It's kind of like they prepare for it. Like I, I cause I wanted to understand it more, this whole world of the MOOC bangs or bongs or whatever and there was a girl I can't remember her name um and she talked about how her video was like how I stay in shape and being a mukbonger and she just excuse me she put in there about how like when she knows she's gonna have a mukbang first of all she works out when she's not doing them and then when she has a day where she's gonna do them that's when like that's all she'll eat the entire day, which makes sense because it's a lot of effing calories. You know what I mean? He threatens people. He talks about pulling out a knife on his like partner. Like he's crazy, <laughs> but look at the views. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing wrong?
0: See, that's the thing. Some other asshole could get on there and eat a bunch of shit and get 14 views. So for some reason, this guy, who I guess obviously had a following before, and then he decided for some reason, it's switched over to doing this shit. And I don't know why you would do that. Other than so it's a whole
1: thing. It's a whole community. Like I said, I no offense, I don't understand it. Because I don't like people watching me eat. Even when, when I've done a couple of videos where like I'm like eat with Shelly or whatever, I feel uncomfortable the entire time. I don't like people watching me eat. I don't like the sounds eating makes. There it is. It's just water weight. <laughs>
0: it's just such a like a like modern American thing. Like for most of human history, people couldn't get enough food or enough calories to even worry about being fat. Now there's a whole group of people that have built some kind of like cult of personality around these people. And it makes them money, obviously, because, you know, I can't get shit monetized anywhere. I could have 10 million hours of views or whatever a month. YouTube will monetize a thing that I do. They don't even come close. But I bet this guy makes all kinds of money from being a disgusting fat ass. I mean, I'm sorry. That's what you're doing. And unhealthy, I mean, Jesus Christ. You can imagine what you're doing to your body and to your organs. Everything's stretching and being shoved together and fucking your heart's working overtime. And then there'll be some TMZ story, you know, Nick Avocado died at whatever age. And then two weeks later, everybody forget about that he ever existed. Yeah. It's
1: It's crazy. And so it's like, that's what makes me want to give up. When you have the Nikocado, Avocado people out there or these people who uh, like, they just don't put out content on a regular basis. And that makes me feel like, should I just not be doing this then? Is this not for me? Like, maybe I'm kidding myself. And I think it is because I enjoy all the stuff I do. It's a whole weird thing. And I know you could totally relate. And it makes me feel better that I'm not alone in it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's just, it's so weird. It's so, so it's, it's a weird thing. And like I said, what keeps me keep trying is um, and not giving up is I am afraid that the moment I'm like, forget it. That's like, cause here's the thing. I'm infamously known for people who know me in my personal life of like, let's say I'm driving somewhere I've never been before. And then see the destination. I just need to make a right, the next right turn, like a block ahead. Before I even make that right turn, and I'm just a, need to go one more block, I'll turn around. I'm like, I'm real, I, um, this is the wrong way. Like, my friends make fun of me. Like, I've known always to be like, I always turn around when I'm right close to being somewhere. And then it's like, and then it becomes a whole thing because when I turn around, I get lost. And then all of a sudden, I realize I'm right back where I was before. And all I had to do was keep going straight for one more block to make that right turn to be right there to where I need to go. And that's like going back to that video, I was doing good on Patreon. But then I turned around, went back to OnlyFans just to get all lost, to be right back on the right road. To have been like, oh, I was going the right direction. And I've done this my whole life. Like I've always, even like before driving, it was walking. I'd be walking somewhere and I'm like, oh, I don't think this is the right way. And it's like, I get lost. And then like, it's it was, I was like, I was right here. And like, the positive out of it, I guess, I was in a conversation the other day about this, was before there was like phones the way they are and all this, and I used to do the whole acting thing. Dude, you had to print out freaking MapQuest or use the Thomas Guide back in the day. So I would get lost in LA all the time, all the time, because at that time I, was still living in my hometown, which is Ontario, California. And that's about without traffic, an hour away from LA. So I didn't know LA. I just, but now I do because I've gotten lost so many times <laughs> that that's what has helped me. And that's kind of like my career, whether it's wrestling or content creating. I've turned around so many times and gotten lost, that's how I've learned. And so I think that's another reason why I don't give up because even though I failed so many times, when I've been lost, I've learned so much. Like back going into when I was trying to get a job in 2009 and 10, that's when I got so frustrated with like, that damn BBB is not for me thing that I was like, screw it, I'm going to learn how to edit. And then I started learning how to edit video and learning Adobe Premiere and learning how to do Photoshop and all this. And so it's like, for whatever reason, this is my F and path. I don't know why it gets very frustrating and annoying, but I'm trying really hard right now not to turn around because I'm tired of getting lost. I've gotten lost so many times. I think I'm good. I feel like I just want it slow and steady wins the race, I guess. I don't know. But that's where I'm at. And that's why I made that. And, yes, I did purposely do it in my little pool in my bat bikini because I knew that would get me views. <laughs> so...
0: <laughs> All the little detours have brought us to the smokeout
1: absolutely and that's the other thing my other gripe is before we were a channel attitude we had so many episodes and dude we recorded so many episodes and we both showed up no matter what was going on in our life being in a bad mood sometimes like we were present we made a commitment to each other we showed up and so it like pissed me off because we have a good show and it's not just because I'm like, oh, it's just, oh, we have the best shit. It's like, no, we do. Like, it's a good show. And people who have been a part of it and watched it and I get their feedback, like that have been like my members from my site, they say such awesome things about our show. Like, oh, I watched it and blah, 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 blah. And then when they tell me all these details that tells me they really did. They're not just saying that they did. And it's like, Well, shit, man. Like, what the hell? Like, I'm not asking. I'm not like you asking to be a millionaire.
0: (laughs) Not a million, but a couple hundred thousand. I'll be good.
1: Like, it's just so rewarding, no matter what you do in life, when you're eating crap, eating crap for working hard to finally get monetarily the payoff, because When you're so present and working hard and trying to make something work and it's just not there, it's so frustrating. You got the Nikokatos of the world. Just
0: (sighs) I will sell pictures of my feet, but I'm not going to be 400 pounds.
1: I tried to sell pictures of my feet and it didn't work out. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh my god. I was just on uh, the getting the sacred cow a few weeks back again, mm-hmm. and I brought up that I tried it, and that um, I think I said this on our show before that Kevin Israel talked about the first time I was on how he hated feet and he thought it was really creepy, and so what he had mentioned that that was around the time where I was already over the whole foot modeling thing that I thought it was going to be easy money. I thought yes, this will work out. It makes sense. Throughout my wrestling career, I always got these um, requests. (laughs) So when he said that, I felt like that was life's way of saying, yeah, maybe it's time to um, hang up your foot modeling days and, like, try something else. Do what works for you, boobs and booty. Like, go back. Just focus on that because whatever. So um, it's funny because... Kevin Goatee, when I shared that story, was like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. You were a foot model. That's so dumb. Like, why would you be a foot model? Look at you. Like, why your feet? I was like, I know, but I thought because it'd be easy money and an easy gig. And like, but even that, it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't my path. I tried it. And that's like my whole fetish modeling in general. Like, it's very draining. And I don't really do much of it anymore. I just do straight up modeling stuff, like in lingerie or whatever, because it's just not for me. And like, it made so much sense at different times. Like, and again, going back to, oh, I thought it would be easy money. And it's like, nothing is easy.
0: I haven't eaten 10 pounds of spicy Cheetos, hot ramen noodles, (laughs) or whatever.
1: And the dude, I'm telling you, if you ever get bored, you should watch one of his videos. You don't have to watch all of it. But he's like, this is how he is. Oh, let me tell you. You know what I'm going to tell you. Like, that's how he is. And I'm like, why do? Why are three million people sitting at home on their time watching this dude go nuts? Like, if people that yeah. bored, like... Yeah. I'll give you some, something to watch. Shit.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's so much on the internet. I mean, starting with porn. I mean, to, to spend so much time watching some fat ass eat himself into an early grave. I, I don't know.
1: And here's the thing. Like, from what I understand with the mukbang communities, I think it started, if I'm not mistaken, like in Japan... And the idea was people who are lonely, who want to feel like they're sitting down having a meal with somebody. I get that. That's why when I've done eat with me videos, that's how I go about it. It's not like I order all this crazy amount of food and like sit there. I look at it as I get that. So I'll bring that experience. Sure. Even though I'm uncomfortable. It's so like, I'm especially when I edit and I'm hearing myself eat. I'm like, oh, but that I understand. But what I don't understand is three million people that want to sit there and watch this guy, not just the eating part, but the craziness that comes out of his mouth, the body language. It makes me very uncomfortable. Like he's always shaking his head and yelling and pointing fingers and, oh, this and that. There was one I, um, a youtuber i watched was kind of covering his stuff um coach craig and uh he has a channel that he's like a bodybuilder type and he talks about different youtubers and so he was covering him and so i saw part of his Nick's video and his whole thing was he ordered, I want to say from Cheesecake Factory, his food he was going to eat. And when he was taking it out of the bag, he was saying how he didn't like the person that gave him his food and that he was going to get him fired. And he was just going off on this whole thing. And then his actual cheese, because he got all these pastas and stuff, but the actual cheesecake was in a clear... Um, container and he goes and what's this they're supposed to put it in a black container oh they're gonna hear it from me and i'm like (laughs) you got your effing cheesecake bro i wish i had cheesecake right now like dude you have enough money that you go to cheesecake factory and buy probably hundreds of dollars of food in one sitting for your video that's just one video you're doing like i kind of think life's pretty good for you right now right like Jeez.
0: Oh. I uh, I had no idea this existed before today. And uh I have no interest in <laughs> watching someone eat. I don't understand. There's a lot of shit on the internet I don't understand. And you know, <clears throat> to make me more of a normal person, I don't know. I think if I'm if I'm measuring my normalness against someone who's eating uh, 10 pounds of Cheetos noodles i i think i win And I'm, I'm sorry it sounds judgmental whatever i'm being judgmental that's fucking nuts even just the health wise it's nuts i can't imagine what transformation that a person's body has gone through and how long the fucking his heart's gonna put up with it
1: well it's interesting that you say about like all the health and because i did a video once about eating some hot noodles and my whole thing was I made like a serving of it, which was a decent amount, but I love spicy food. Like mostly like I love ghost pepper. I love habanero. And so my video was more not about, it was more of a challenge of let's see how hot these really are. And, um, there was so much sodium and it was just noodles, but there was so much sodium in it that by the time I was done, I felt so sick. Like, my body, and it took yeah. me, like, a couple days to, like, shake that gross feeling. Because there was so much sodium in these noodles. And that's why I never did it again. Like, another hot noodle challenge. Because I was like, dude, it's not even worth it. Because, like, like, the hot challenge, who cares? Because there's just so much sodium packed in there. I got, like, sick. Like, yeah. why? Like, I'm not going to do that to my body. I don't get it. But... I guess to each their own but when i say i get jealous that's what i'm talking about is like i don't understand because i can't wrap my head around these three that's a lot of people three million people that's a lot of people i'm happy if like i get a thousand views on one of my videos (laughs) like i'm like yeah dude i got like a thousand that's awesome so like i don't know and real quick um kind of shifting gears it's really interesting to me that that video that we were going to share the bell to bell got taken down because Mm. i remember seeing that video a while back like quite a while back and um when you had mentioned it to me if like i had seen it or whatever i was really excited to talk about it because there was a lot of misinformation about me on there like how it said i went to the philippines i did wow (laughs) must have been a great time because i don't remember but um You know, if you look me up on WWE, I think maybe there's a couple appearances I make on there for like this. I think it's like the scariest characters. And it's me and Kevin. But aside from that, they've erased me from them. Like they, as soon as they fired me, I've never been a part of like their alumni page, same thing with TNA. I'm not part of their alumni page. They don't reference me like nothing. Like they completely erased me, which is fine so it's like why did they put the copyright it's just me i thought they didn't care
0: (laughs) it was really weird it was weird it was like it was just after i had found the video because obviously like i said i watch your videos so in the algorithm other videos of you will pop up i thought it was pretty interesting but then like as soon as i was like hey let's do this for the show now it's gone
1: haters you know WWE, we're just over here with our little channel, trying to have a good old time. We just leave us alone, man. Like God.
0: More shit. To out. I mean, the, like the the total now for Vince McMahon last I heard is like twelve million he paid out for like women to sign NDAs and all that shit. So worry about that stuff, man. Don't worry about us and like fucking up our show. Come on.
1: And you know I hate to admit this, Ugh, I do not like Chris Jericho. So I hate to admit this, but somebody had retweeted them that I followed and it was talking about all that. And he had said something to the effect of, first of all, I don't know Vince that well, bullshit, (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) But anyway, um, but he went on saying like, nothing was illegal. Like, and I hate that he was all the points he was bringing up Mm. because it was right. He was right. Like, I, when I when I read this, like, thing, because it was, like, a picture that had his, like, quote on it, um, it made me think about people who allegedly their stories about that done things for their spot. And when I've talked about before how it pissed me off that, like, I looked the other way, but I still got um, in trouble, I guess, or looked down on. The way I always looked at it was... If it's one thing if you're put in a situation where it's forced. Hmm. Sexual favors are forced, but when it's like, "Hey, this is the deal, take it or leave it," and people take it, that's their on them. That's what they want to do. I would <laughs> like I'm not down, but I can't sit here and say that's wrong because it's like you weren't tricked into it, you weren't forced into it. You knew going into it what you were going to get out of it. So it is what it is. That's all it is. It is what it is. And that's kind of what the post was talking about was there's really nothing illegal going on. Like this person knew the deal. They signed the NDA. They got their money. Now things are coming out. Yeah, maybe it's not a good look, but and it's true and that's why when people like have written me oh there's gonna be justice now for them like justice for what like it's nothing new and you can't tell me that linda mcmahon didn't know what she was getting herself into when she was with vince like i don't know anything about the relationship more than the fans probably do the fans probably even know more i don't know but she knew what was going what the deal is like it's a package deal it's like it's it is what it is so this like whole shock of oh and this and that i hate that freaking jericho's right (laughs) damn it i hate it but
0: yeah i would imagine what the board is more worried about is like where the money came from like if it was vince's money i guess that's one thing but if like he cooked the books and like you know took 12 million out of the company to like pay these women. I don't know the legality of that, but I'm sure that's what they're, they're, what got their attention was the money aspect of it and where it came from. So I'm sure there's all kinds of regulations and shit. If you hide $12 million and the board can't see it or whatever that, you know, there's problems, but who knows?
1: I kind of feel it was his own money.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea.
1: I don't know like much about it aside from what we've talked about and maybe I'll see something here and there on Twitter. I don't like re- like search, research it or anything. Cause I just don't really care. Uh, I rather do other things with my time, but, um, I kind of feel like it was probably his own money because. Vince McMahon isn't a dumb man. Like he's been in business for a long time and has been successful at making money in his business for a long time. So I kind of think that he would know he has to go dip into this account of his, his personal account over here. And I feel like, I don't know, like call me crazy. I am, but I kind of feel like it's more just like, It's just for headlines. Yeah, maybe there's people behind the scenes that are pissed about it. People that are business-wise involved. and Because then, you know, it's not a good look. At the end of the day, it's not a good look for that kind of information to be out there for fans to know. That's just what it is. Because it's supposed to be like kind of family-oriented business, like whatever. So I get that. And they have to make a stink if something gets out because then they look like assholes if they're just like, What do you want us to do? Well, (laughs) like, you know, it's kind of like, like we've talked about before, it's not like a Marilyn Manson situation that we're talking about here where, like, it's not a job. It's not just about being morally wrong or right. It's like some not cool stuff. Like, that's different. But this is like, The chick knew she signed the nda she took the money
0: so you missed out you missed out if you stayed there don't give you longer you might have got some of that that vince payoff money
1: let me suck your dick for 10 grand vince is that what i missed out
0: on one chick got like seven and a half million dollars i don't know what happened there but that's i mean that's some some serious cash
1: dude it really is but whatever like like i said none of this is new it's entertainment it's not just wwe and either you're down or you're not either you think it's worth it or you don't it's just that simple yeah a lot of people can have their opinion on it yeah people like me can be salty about it because just because i wasn't down for whatever or I didn't try to participate or I didn't try to like say, well, whose dick do I need to suck so I can get more TV time? Like I was happy with the TV time I got. I was happy with my character. I was happy just being there, making my childhood dream come true by being on television with WWE. So I just didn't care. And some people can say, maybe that was bad business on myself. Sure. I got fired. They erased me from them. Uh, my career has never been at that height ever again since that happened. Like I got fired. So yeah, I guess it's a bad business decision, but I didn't want to suck dick. I didn't want to go and do all that. I wanted to suck dick with guys that I wanted to suck dick because I liked them, not because it was going to further my career, you know?
0: There you go. So if you're subscribed to the show, either A, expecting to see Shelly suck dick or B, See her eat 10 pounds of Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches. You're not going to see either one. So move along. Find some other show.
1: Hey, we had our pizza challenge though.
0: That's right. <laughs> I've done like hot wings like like hot sauce like reviews and stuff on my show. I do that for like comedic effect because I have such a low tolerance for spicy things that I'm just I mean I'm crying and there's like snot coming out of my nose and I'm like puking in a bucket and just all kinds of shit's going on. I think that's funny. But you gotta, you gotta draw a line You gotta have some dignity and self respect And calm the fuck down And don't be 400 pounds for YouTube views it's stupid Anyway Another great show Shelly This is it I can feel it I can feel our careers <laughs> taking off As we speak
1: So whose dick do I need to suck To get this show going
0: As <laughs> <laughs> each subscriber that's a lot it's way too much.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm ask you to do that for the show.
1: Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> if it comes with that. Thank you, Kelly. Another awesome show. I'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.